Welcome to Living Water Radio. We all experience a lot of background noise in our lives. How do we filter out what's not important so that we can focus on what is important? Today we're going to find out. My name is Pastor David Burkettall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a Christian Church Disciples of Christ United Church of Christ ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California and in San Dimas, California for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. I was at the Auto Club Raceway at Pomona the other day. The Auto Club NHRA, National Hot Rod Association, finals were going on, and I was just outside on Fairplex Drive, which is right between the raceway and Brackett Field. Brackett Field is a regional airport for small planes, helicopters, including firefighting helicopters, and private jets. Our home is around two miles from the raceway, but we can hear the races from our house. When our son was little, he'd refer to this area as Racket Field. The day I was there, there was top alcohol, sportsman, pro stock, and nitro competitions, as well as exhibitions. But the one thing that they all had in common was that they make a lot of racket. Round one of top alcohol eliminations was going on, and it was way loud, even outside the viewing stands. People inside were holding their ears or wearing noise-canceling headphones. Most of the time, when people talk about filtering out the noise, they mean removing the distractions that keep them from focusing on what's important in life. The social media, unhelpful criticism or praise, the 24-hour news cycle, cultural temptations, selfishness as a virtue, glorification of material things, entertainment as the norm, and everything that seems so loud that we barely are able to pursue our existence. We all have to do a lot of filtering, but first we have to decide what is important. Otherwise, we're just being selfish. When Paul wrote the famous love chapter in his first letter to the Corinthians, he showed us the way. He said in 1 Corinthians 13, If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. 
When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part. Then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. And the greatest of these is love. Paul wrote this letter to his difficult congregation, the church at Corinth. The Greek language in which he wrote it had several words for different kinds of love. Filio, for friendship or personal attachment. Storge, for the love of members of a family. And eros, for love of the body or for beauty itself. But the one he used in every case in this chapter is agape a selfless love, or a higher appreciation and regard that comes from God. It is the kind of love with which God loves us. It is an expression of the living relationship with the one true living God that can only come from God. This is what helps us block out the noise. We live in response to what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. John writes in 1 John chapter 4, starting at verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us and His love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. Those who say, I love God, and hate their brothers or sisters, are liars, for those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this, those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. How do we know this? John says, by this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the streams of living water gushing up from within us to eternal life, is God's active presence for good in us and for the sake of the world. 
Martin Luther, the 16th century church reformer, wrote in his small catechism, I believe that I cannot by my own understanding or effort believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, and sanctified and kept me in true faith. In the same way he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it united with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. We ask, what am I doing or not doing that expresses the presence of God for me and within me? We filter out everything else. It's just noise. There is an African proverb also attributed to others that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. The Auto Club NHRA finals that were happening at the raceway when I was there were all about going fast and there was only one person driving each of those cars. But there is a group of people behind them expecting that their team will go far. In fact, the road to here for some of them has been a long one, leading to that competition on that day. The driver didn't do it alone, and the driver also wants to go far. Likewise, we are part of a body, the body of Christ, Christ is the head of the body, and we are its members. We are a part of the community of God's people. In the chapter just before the one with which we began, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 and 13, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of the one Spirit. Pray, study the Bible, encounter God in all things, worship, and work to make the world more like the inbreaking kingdom of God, both as an individual, member of the church, and together as the body of Christ. Open your whole self to do these things and do them to glorify God. Filter out the noise in your life. Repent. Turn away and walk away from everything that draws you from God and toward everything that draws you to God. Focus on what's important, what is everything in you and for you. Live a life lived from what we have first received from the one true living God, with agape, selfless love. We see it in the sacrificial love for others that we see most clearly on the cross. Live from that. Eliminate the noise from your life and follow Jesus. Today, let's remember to pray for all those who have yet to get the vaccine, because they are most at risk to themselves and to others. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer sometime today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to either of the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created.
Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship services they have available and support your church financially so that it will be fully functioning as we move into the new normal. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Contact a friend or a relative. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time into the light. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Get your vaccine. It is the one thing you can do to keep lowering the curve and to literally save lives. Avoid crowds if you can and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. We all struggle in some way. Be a helper and encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.